At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Talking about how awesome that God's Spirit is, how awesome that, that just the awesome opportunity that we have to be connected to the Spirit of God, that we have the Spirit of God inside of us. Amen? Tonight, uh, I want to share a little about being filled with the Spirit. Um, the Bible talks a lot about being filled. When, you're, when you've been born again and you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, we see in Scripture where they were filled and they spoke. They were filled and they spoke. In um, Acts chapter 1, <clears throat> this is a very short little passage of the, of the time, the 40 days after Jesus' resurrection when he spent with his disciples and he was talking with them and sharing things with them. And um, in the fourth verse of Acts chapter 1, it says, And being assembled together with them, he, Jesus, commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the, of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. One of the things that you have to... There's reasons why we need to understand these truths. It's not just to know something else, but it's so that all the pieces of the puzzle of God fit. You have to understand the difference in being born again. When he's talking about John baptizing with water, he's talking about baptism of water, okay? And the, the Scripture, and in the book of Acts, there were many that had been baptized with water, and there was a time uh, when Paul asked him, said, have you been filled with the Spirit? He said, well, we didn't even know that there was something else in, in, in the form of the Spirit, not like another Spirit, but another experience. And he said, well, what, what, have, you, uh, you know, what have you been baptized? And he said, we've been baptized with the baptism of John. Well, the baptism of John is what we've all been baptized with, too, based on what he was saying, okay? He was baptizing them in water, and when you got born again and you received Jesus, okay, it's the same type of baptism. You were baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but truly you were baptized in the name of Jesus because that's what the baptism represented was Jesus' death and his burial and his resurrection. That's what it represents. And John was leading the way in helping them to understand what that really meant, right? And so he says here, Jesus is telling them, John truly baptized with water, and that's one experience, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And we've got to understand why we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but we need the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and it needs to be a constant thing. And I, and I want to show you that there's something that happens in Scripture. I'm just going to read to you tonight a bunch of different places in Scripture where they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they did something, 
They did something as a result of being filled. And I'm not talking in, in most of the scriptures that I'm going to read. They've already been baptized in the Holy Spirit, so they've already been initially filled, but they're continuing to be being filled. It's like putting gas in your car. And, you know, the gas gauge says close to empty. Well, no, but, I, you know, we're, we're not going to mess with that. We're just going to keep driving it. Well, you're not going to drive it for very long once it gets to empty because it's going to go out. Unless you have a supernatural, you know, visitation from God with a gas truck. Amen? <clears throat> if you have that, that's another thing, right? And su- supernatural manifestations and miracles like that have happened many times. I've heard stories of people that believe God, and they drove their car, should have run out of gas at about 400 miles, and they drove their car for almost 1,000 miles. Why? Because there was no gas, and there was no way to get gas, and they made it. I've heard amazing stories like that. So, when you're believing God for something, and you're standing in faith, your faith will bypass rules and regulations on, on, uh, in the earth's sphere. And we thank God for that. Amen? We're not limited to just what can happen in the natural, but we're believing in the supernatural. But for it to happen through me, I've got to be filled. Filled. Luke 4.1. This was right after Jesus was baptized in water. And it says this, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. I said one thing, but there's two things that I'm going to show you in the verses of Scripture that happen when you're filled with the Spirit. When you're filled with the Spirit as Jesus was, He wasn't moved by the natural, He was led by the Spirit, and He was led by the Spirit into a wilderness situation. Your natural mind will say, well, we don't want to go that way. That's wilderness. But he was led by the Spirit into some difficult situations of being tested and tried as a man, filled with the Spirit. Remember, this isn't Jesus, the Son of God. This is Jesus, the Son of Man, that has just stepped into the anointing as the Son of Man. Hmm? So he's all man, and he's got... He's all God in the form of the fact that He's filled with the Spirit of God. What happens when you're filled? When you're filled up with the Spirit of God, you're listening to the voice of the Spirit, and He's leading you. You're either led by the Spirit, or you're led by what you see, what you hear, how you feel, by your senses. Everybody say, filled. Amen? Jesus, then Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Acts 2 and 4. We all know this, or most people know this, on the day of Pentecost, that the Spirit of God, in in, uh, Acts 1, where we see Jesus talking to His disciples before He left, He's instructing them to go and tarry in Jerusalem and to wait. And they waited, and then Acts 2, 1 through 4 talks about the Spirit coming upon them. And in verse 4 it says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak. Second thing, first thing is, when you're filled 
you hear and you're led by the Spirit. When you're filled, you speak. And they begin to speak with other tongues. But many times in Scripture where they were filled, they spoke the right things. They spoke what needed to be spoken. And here, they were filled and they began to speak. If they weren't filled, they wouldn't have spoken. Can you say amen? Amen. Chapter 4 and verse 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel. And he went on to preach to them about what he had just experienced over the last four years of his life. <laughs> and he preached it in, a, in, a, in about a 35-verse uh, sermon. <laughs> in the 35 verses after verse 8. Then Peter, filled with the, the Holy Spirit, said, said, and about 5,000 were added to the church as a result of that. Why? Because he was filled. He was filled. He was filled with the Spirit, and he spoke, and it changed many things. God wants you and I to be aware, that's why I'm sharing this with you tonight, he, he wants us to be aware of how vitally important it is for us to be filled so that we can be led and that we can speak correctly. Yeah. When you're filled with everything else, you know, and, and, you know, understanding what it means to be spirit-filled. You know, I mean, actually, I think in the church, that has become like a familiar phrase, to be spirit-filled. People will say, well, you know, uh, that church is a spirit-filled church, or that pastor is a spirit-filled pastor, you know. Well, if that pastor got caught, you know, stealing funds or, you know, being in some wrong relationship with another person, you know, he wasn't spirit-filled then, right? He wasn't full of the Spirit when he was stealing money, or he wasn't full of the Spirit when he was stepping off into some wrong relationship with somebody. He wasn't spirit-filled then. What people mean by that is that somebody that in their church they pray in other tongues, that person's been filled with the Spirit. But you have to continually be being filled, right? To be able to ward off the temptations, the struggles, the trials, all the things that life throws at you, you have to be filled in the present moment, right? And, and if we are not filled and we allow the lack of being filled to tarry and continue, then we find ourselves today making decisions that started way back here when we didn't give the value and the time to the person of the Holy Spirit to fill us in the present moment. It's vital that you and I live our lives filled so that we're led and so that we speak the right things. And when you're speaking the right things, it changes the way you think in every way. 
right? Your mind needs to be renewed, but the renewing of the mind for you isn't going to work unless you're doing something about it. You can hear this message tonight, but if you don't do anything with the message about what it means and what it takes to live a life of being filled, right? If you don't do something about it, nothing will change. And listen, when you're filled and you have to deal with situations in life or you have to deal with relationships or you have to deal with individual people and it tries to drain you, right? You have to give stock to what you have received. And what you've received is the ability to build yourself up in your faith as you pray in the Holy Spirit. And if we don't take, put stock and, and take account of that and really value that and really believe in that, then what happens is we get depleted and we stay depleted. And when you stay depleted, then the devil beats up on you because he's a bully. Because when you're depleted and you're not built back up spiritually, then he's got the upper hand on you. Why? Because the devil's spirit. He's in the spirit realm. Right? The devil's in the spirit realm. He beats us when we get depleted we stay focused on ourselves. woe is me, we look inward, we're thinking about all the things that are bothering us and we're talking all kinds of trash out of our mouth 24-7 because we're worn out and we're not willing to do what it takes to build ourselves back up. I, I only find that there's one thing that builds you up in your most holy faith and that's praying in the Holy Spirit. Now, what comes from praying in the Holy Spirit is praying in the interpretation of things that God is giving you, and God gives you Scripture to declare and speak, like we challenge you around here all the time about building a daily routine in the Word of God, and that's the reason why. Because the Word of God quickens your mortal body. The spoken word out of your mouth will quicken your physical body. There's not a one of us in here, probably this week, that have experienced something that's come against you in your body, your mind, you know, situations that you face. This is the life. We got it all the time. So if, it's, if we're going to be attacked and, you know, the, the depletion army's coming after us, then we got to do our part because he's already given us everything we need to stay built up, right? So when things, yeah, because when you go through the motions of having to deal with somebody or something or a situation or having to walk through something, yeah, in the moment, you're putting out the energy, the effort, the mind, you know, you're listening to God, you want to do the right thing. I mean, it, it, it can, it's very tiring at times, but thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God we can pray in the Spirit and build ourselves up and strengthen ourselves, Right? In Him, see, I'm not strengthening myself in me, I'm strengthening myself in Him. I'm praying in other tongues, declaring what He says is so, and then out of my mouth comes the interpretation of things that I need to speak over myself in that moment to help me to overcome what it is that's tried to deplete me. Well, Pastor, that, you know, that just doesn't happen to me, I'm just always up. You lying. Huh? Everybody has depleting times, and, but thank God we don't have to stay there, right? Everybody has things come against us, but we don't have to stay there. 
I, I like saying this all the time. I'm, I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of His might and ability. I'm strong in Him and in the power of His strength and ability. I have His favor resting on my life. His grace, His mercy is there every morning for me to draw from and to strengthen me. Can you say amen to that? In Ephesians 5, I really like this verse. I used to hear it when people would try to talk about how God hates it if you drink a glass of wine. They would use this verse of Scripture. But that's not really what he's saying. That's really not what he's saying right here. What he's saying is this, Ephesians 5.18. Do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. And, And I've shared this with you before, but he said be filled with the Spirit, not filled up with something else that's trying to give you release or help in your life. Let the Holy Spirit be that help. He is the helper. He's the filler-upper, right? And, and when we look to other things, I don't care if it's wine or alcohol, it's drugs, I don't care if it's food, I don't care what it is in life that is like this security blanket, God wants you to be liberated from that because it won't produce the results that you're looking for. Only thing that will produce the results is to be filled with the one that knows everything about everything. I love that thought. I heard somebody say that years ago, and I've said it for years. He knows everything about everything. And every time I hear myself say that, I hear the, I hear the Holy Spirit saying, so that means, Bert, you have no excuse. The one that knows everything about everything and is ready to tell you everything you need to know about whatever you face, you have no excuse. So when you find yourself complaining, it's because you're not listening to him because you're not spending time filling yourself up. Be filled. Be filled. Can you say amen? Not drunk with anything, not consumed with anything else in life, right? Because because what it does is, or what that is, is a lie. Nothing else has the answer but God himself. Yeah, but be filled with the Spirit. In Acts 4 and 31, this is after... um, uh, Paul and Silas had been let go of the, from the prison. All kinds of things had happened in that day or that two-day period of time. And in Acts 4.31, it says, And when they had prayed, the place where they were shaken, uh, where, where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the Word of God with boldness. The two things I was just talking about, there you see it in the same verse, right? They were filled. All all kinds of things came against them. Uh, A a lot of guys at the house were afraid. When when Paul and Silas came and and told them what happened, they talked about all the things that had happened. And and when when they told them this, you know, different ones had been afraid, but they began to pray right? They begin to pray in other tongues. They begin to pray in the Spirit, and they filled themselves back up, and they begin to speak the Word of God. That's what happens when you pray in the Spirit. Now, 
One of the things about praying in the Spirit that's kind of difficult sometimes for people, and it, what's difficult at staying with it, is because when, you're, when you have, and, 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 and when, when we pray here in a few weeks, we're going to pray for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Before the first of the year, we're going to do that at least once. But we're just staying on this and talking about the Spirit because it's so important. I don't think there's a more important message to the church right now than the Spirit of God because we need to be led. We, we, we cannot be led by our emotions, right? And one of the things that about praying in tongues that is difficult at times is that if you, if you, you know, and I'm not, I'm not putting a time period to it, but I want to say it, I'll, I'll just say it like this. If you don't pray in tongues for longer than, let's just say, five minutes, you don't know what's past that. And sometimes <laughs> praying in tongues, five minutes seems like about an hour. I mean, I'm just being honest. It has with me at different times. But the more I become accustomed to praying in the Spirit, what happens is I sense a release. When, when, I'm, when I'm praying, and I'm praying longer than 5 or 10 or 15 minutes, I'm praying in tongues for, for that long. I, I don't spend a lot of, I, I've not had a lot of experiences where I prayed in tongues for two or three hours. I mean, I, I've done that a couple of times in my life, maybe not even two hours, maybe an hour and a half. But I, I've, I, I know lots of people that have prayed in the Spirit for hours and hours and hours. They've told me that they have. I know people that have, but that's not been that's not been my life. But but when I'm if I'm in the car and I'm driving, I'm just giving you several examples. If I'm in the car and I'm driving, and all of a sudden it's like, you know, the the temptation is where you can put music on or you can turn the radio on, listen to talk radio, or you can do some whatever you like to do. You can do that, and that's kind of just you know. That, that kind of relaxes people, you know, or, or either, either it relaxes you or you get mad at what's being said, you know. But <clears throat> one of two things. But, but a lot of times I'll get in the car and say for, if it takes me from the church to my house 12 to 15 minutes, depending on traffic, it takes me to, to get home. As I'm praying in the Spirit, as I'm driving home or I'm coming to the church, let's say, or if I'm driving to San Antonio and I'll begin to pray in the Spirit, I find myself, you know, you think, well, can you pray in the Spirit and, uh, and drive safely? You know, I say absolutely you can. I mean, you know, I can be aware of everything that's going on, but what happens with me is I begin to release in pieces of tongue that I've not prayed in before. And, and, and it's like they get added to it the longer I pray in the Spirit. And as I'm doing that, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had to pull over the side of the road to write down what the Holy Spirit has told me about something that I've gotten from praying in other tongues. And, and I, I can't tell you how vitally important it is to go past a certain period of time that is like comfortable. Well, you know, I did my due diligence. No, press past that. Go past it. There's something about the tongue that you're praying in that you need a greater release in. 
And we'll talk about that when, we talk, when, when the night we pray for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues when we do that. When, uh, we're, we're, I'm going to talk to you some more about that release and how important it is. It's not enough just to have been prayed for and you have the evidence and initial evidence of praying in other tongues. It's got to be something that's ongoing because that's part of the continual filling up on the inside of you of God's presence and your awareness of that presence to help you to overcome the depleting enemies that are out there trying to deplete you. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Amen? Amen. Acts 13 and verse 9. <clears throat> then Saul, who, is also, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, looked intently at him and said, how, how he was so he was talking filled with the spirit so that means he had to be praying in other tongues because the only thing i can find in scripture that builds you up and fills you up right is praying in other tongues so I, i'm going to read it like this so paul so saul who is also called paul was praying in other tongues got filled with the Holy Spirit, looked at intently at him and said, O full of all deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? He's speaking to somebody that's trying to counterfeit the things of the Spirit, doing black magic or whatever they're doing, you know, whatever they were doing in the day, trying to counterfeit it, you know? Uh, some crystal ball or whatever it would be, trying to lure people in by the Spirit of God. Seeing what the disciples were actually doing, seeing the following that was coming into the church. I mean, in one day, 5,000 are added into the church. I mean, that's some results, right? And why did that happen? Why, why did that happen? Because they were all excited? No, they were filled. Why do things happen? Because you're filled. You're continually filled, continuously filled and built up. Um, I can't tell you how many people that I know, right, at the moment I can't tell you exactly how many, but there's more than probably 15 or 20 people that I know that years ago were prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They prayed in other tongues, and they've not done it in years. They've not done it in years. Um, one of the reasons that they've not is because they're not taught the things that we're teaching here. There's a lot of people that are not taught about the Holy Spirit. There are people that just want the Holy Spirit to be this charismatic, you know, <clears throat> uh, goosebump, wooey-gooey kind of thing that happens and manifests, but that's not God. I mean, supernatural things will happen as a result of the Spirit. Things will happen that in the natural you'd think there's no way, right? But people have to be taught how to receive. And people have to be taught how to maintain. Why do we teach on this once a year here in the body? For, for weeks and weeks and months we'll teach on this. 
Because if you don't understand this, you're not going to understand much anything else. And you're definitely not going to understand what Jesus said when Jesus said, if you don't understand the parable of the sower, right, you're not going to understand anything else. He said that. Well, the parable of the sower is the sower sowing the Word of God with their mouth. When you're filled with the Spirit, when you're filled with the things of the Spirit, then you're led by the Spirit, but you speak the right things out of your mouth. And you need to be encouraged that that will help you to overcome depletion in your life when you feel a certain way. Right? And you know what? You're, you're not going to get away from having feelings. You'll have emotional feelings for the rest of your life. I just got to quit being emotional. No, no. You're going to have emotions. You just can't let emotions rule you. You can't let them control you. And the only way you're going to do that is to be filled. <laughs> Otherwise, mad at everybody, angry, slapping everybody, get out of my way. World is after me. Woe is me. You know, emotions telling you all kinds of stuff about you. When God's got your back, he's got your future. He's got everything, knows everything about everything in your life, but you've got to be filled up with him. Right? So, so if we had a gas pump right here, and somebody rode their motorcycle through there and came up here, and they said, man, you know, we're out of gas. Well, you know, you came to the right place. We've got a gas pump. Yeah, but I'm just believing. I'm just believing. No, no, no. Just put the gas in there. No, no, I'm, I'm just believing. Well, you don't have to believe anymore. Here's a gas pump. It's full. Just put, your, put the, the spout here, stick it in the hole there, fill up your tank, and take off. Yeah, but I believe it. Believe it. No, fill it up. Right? Don't talk about, yeah, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing. Right? Okay, believe, but do. Do what you're supposed to do. Pray in other tongues. It is, it's something you have to do. There's effort involved in it. It's not like the fix-all and it's going to change everything in your life if you'll just pray for 15 minutes a day in other tongues. No, it teaches you how to hear, how to be led, and how to speak. And when you learn the, that process, now you're busy doing the things that will produce the results. All the other things we do are just fluff. And that's the absolute truth. That's why this message is so important. Filled up. Everybody say, I'm filled. Amen? We are filled to overflowing. Romans 15 and verse 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope. How? By the power of the Holy Spirit. Woo! Hmm? That He fill you. When you begin to be filled up to overflowing from the Holy Ghost, it produces a hope that will never disappoint. It will produce a joy that cannot be stopped. The joy of the Lord is my strength, and it cannot be stopped unless you stop it. Well, Pastor, you know, I, I try every week to pray in the Spirit. 
Well, do you try to eat every week? Hmm? What I'm hearing is you're trying and you're not even doing it once a week. I promise you, you're eating probably three squares a day. Hmm? And then snacks. If you treat the Holy Ghost that way, man, you'll be filled to overflowing, man. <laughs> the Bible says the righteous shall be fat and flourishing. Your spirit man will be so filled to overflowing, just pouring out everywhere you go. I'm giving you a challenge tonight. I don't care how much you pray in the spirit, just do a little more. Because the more you do, the more you'll want. See, so now it's not this... I have to. No, no, no. You don't have to do anything. You can sit around and do nothing. Hmm? You don't have to do a thing. But God wants the want to in you to be developed. And if you'll just pray, if you'll develop your prayer life like you, many of you have developed a, a word life, you know, a daily routine in the word, the way you've done that, if you'll develop time to pray in the Spirit. Like I said, some of my greatest time is when I'm driving. When I'm driving, I'm by myself. Some of my greatest time praying in the Spirit. Other times in my office or walking the property here or whatever, you know, find the places that you can do that and, and just do it. Doesn't have to, don't copy what someone else does, just do it. And, 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 if, and if, you're, if you're struggling with doing it more than a couple of minutes or three or four minutes, give yourself a goal, I mean, a, a realistic goal, and time yourself. Wow, but that, that's not very spiritual. It will be. <laughs> I promise you. If you can reach 10 minutes praying in the Spirit, it'll produce great results, and it, it'll produce something you want. You won't. I'm not saying time yourself like, you know, like, in everything you do, but it helps you if you start that way, set a goal, and see yourself reach that, and what will happen is you'll reach it, you'll go beyond. You'll go beyond it because you want it, because of what it produces. Most people don't know what's on the other side of two minutes, or five minutes, or whatever it is. So whatever you're doing now, just set a realistic goal of going a little higher with it so that you're filled up. That's how we get filled up. I, I, mean, I mean, if there was like 14 other strategies about being filled up in the Word, well, I'd be after those. But this is a strategy that works. I really like this Romans 15, 13. It'd be good to go and read this verse. Read a little bit before it and a little bit after it and read it in different translations because there's some really good the, the Message Bible says a couple of really good things here in, in this verse. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. By the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit. That's what you and I need. Can you say amen to that? Amen. <clears throat> this last verse I want to read to you is... Um, it was after Jesus came back from the 40 days of being tested by the enemy. 
and the enemy coming at him with a number of things. We don't, I don't believe we have record of everything that the enemy came after him. I believe for 40 days he was on his heels, you know, try, I mean, running scared because is this really the Messiah? Is this who everybody's saying that he is, you know? And, uh, and it says in uh, Luke 4 and 14, it says, Then Jesus returned in the power of the, Holy, uh, of the Spirit to Galilee, and the news of him went out through all the surrounding region. Jesus returned, how? In the power of the Holy Spirit. Where did the power come from? Being filled. Where does your and my power and ability come from? Being filled. It says, and he returned in the power of the Spirit. Here, here he's been out here. He's had nothing to eat for 40 days. He's been tempted by the enemy constantly. Remember, he was led out there by the Spirit. <laughs> he's filled with the Spirit, baptized in the Holy Ghost. And now, now, He's being led out into the wilderness, and now he returns beat up and wore out. No, he returns in the power of the Spirit. Why? Because he's continually being filled. I think the chosen does a really, really good job of showing how much that Jesus needed to be with the Father, spending the time praying. They've done a really magnificent job of that because you see it through Scripture, but, but you see His humanity in needing to be filled up, right? And if He needed to be filled up, who the heck are we to think we don't need to be filled up? we got to find that time. And listen, God knows your life. He knows everything about your life. He's not demanding something from you that's unreasonable. Did you hear what I said? Not, not, not any of us. So don't compare yourself to how other people, I mean, glean from people, learn from people, learn about how, I give you examples all the time. Didn't mean you just copy what I'm telling you and that you have to do it exactly like I did it. But, but our, our goal is the same. It's, it's to be faithful to Him. It's to be continually filled with Him so that we can be led by Him so that we speak what He wants spoken. And when he came out of this difficult time, this time of where the enemy tried to do what? Deplete him. Tried to wear him down. He comes up out of the water. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Woo! Bam! Huh? Ready to fight. The Spirit of God says, you're not going to Disneyland. You're going this way. Right? So you're going right in here, and he goes here, and there's no food, there's no nothing, there's, there's constant attack from the enemy coming at him, and he comes out of that stronger than when he went in. Why? Because he's continually filled. I'm telling you today, the key to your and my success is to be filled with him continuously. And the way to fill yourself continuously is by praying in the Spirit praying with the understanding, and speaking and declaring the things that He gives you on a daily basis. And those things can be things that you have written down that are His promises, but they'll be, during the day, you'll be speaking the Word of God. Never stop speaking the Word of God. Never stop building a daily routine of declaring what the Word of God says. 
But then during the day, as you're praying in the Spirit, man, he'll, he'll remind you of things that he wants you to speak again and again and again that day. Maybe just one verse, you know, or a piece of a verse that you're directing at something that's come against you. Man, it's those words. The Bible says a word in season, the right word at the right time, brings strength, right? It builds you up. It helps you. Helps you to overcome whatever it is that you're facing. What a great God we serve, man. And you know what? You know what? What I just shared with you right now, that's not hard to understand. I mean, it's really not hard. It's actually very simple. It's not necessarily easy, but it's very simple. One, two, three, four, bam. But you have to stay with it, and you, then you have to learn how to hear His voice in the midst of the things that you're doing and how to, how to uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? You, you, you make whatever you're dealing with, the word will fit for you in a given situation. And that's what the Holy Spirit brings to it versus you just trying to figure things out in your natural mind. You're not strong enough to do that. You cannot overcome the devil with this, only with this. Because my human spirit and the Holy Spirit are one. So my conscience that wants to give me the truth about every situation that I face, that's, connect, that's the voice of, of my spirit that is being, that, that, that the Holy Spirit is delivering to me to where I can understand it. It comes to my mind eventually, but it comes from within. It doesn't come based on what I'm seeing or what I'm hearing or how I feel or how things appear to be. It's coming from what I know on the inside, and that is the voice of my spirit. This coming from the Holy Spirit that knows everything about everything. So it's a win-win for us if we'll do our part. Can you say amen? Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.